All right. Welcome to Frame Rate, the show where we rate frames. I'm Michael Swaim, here as always with... Abe Epperson. And excited to welcome our very special guest, Mr... Daniel O'Brien. I thought you were going to say my name, but you didn't. Call me by your name. Okay. It almost seemed like you were singing... Because I said, say my name, and that's a song that you could have sung. Say my name, yeah. Say my name. Instead, you sang a different movie. Let's start over. Welcome to Frame no. Rate, the show. Okay. Well, it's good to have you, Daniel. Yeah. Thanks. It's great to be here. I'll become I, sharper as we continue. I can't make that guarantee for myself. Good. Great. I, I love podcasts so much. It's so And easy. you guys are friends, so this it's is great. the most fun thing to do that gives you imposter syndrome really hard when you listen to your episodes, yes. doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Where yeah. you're like... Do you and you're okay. on you're on like Everyone's nineteen fine with this. you're on like nineteen podcasts right now. Is that we have six going? Six yeah, going. Yeah, okay. you exaggerated yeah. for humorous sure. effect, which I appreciate. I had this crazy effect <laughs> of I I forget which one it is now, which again shows me to be forgetful as the story goes well, you on. Forget what podcast? But you're no, on? I was listening to one of our old podcasts and I was like, what podcasts have we done? And has the format changed? Because I'm not taking count of anything. And I listened to it and I was like. I said that? Yeah. I'm, Sounds smart. <laughs> I'm very interested in your relationship to podcasts, Abe, uh, and that's what we're talking about today. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah because yeah. You, you don't listen to podcasts. No, you I did, don't. You did not listen to them before I you, rarely you, do. You, you co-launched a, a podcast empire. Still don't. <laughs> just uh, like you've never seen a film. Is that correct? Yeah. <laughs> I just... There's cliff notes for film. <laughs> well, you're just like your superpowers. You're the best BSer of all time. Yeah. You've done this entire series. You're like, yeah. Magnolia. Yeah. Mars Attacks, Tim Burton. Yep. <laughs> In my head, I go, nailed it. Exactly. So we are talking about Mars Attacks right now, ostensibly. <laughs> Let me scroll the top of my notes here. Warner Brothers, 1996. Mm. The second best alien film of 1996. Okay, so... Say, obviously, you have a setup. Really, guys? Is it Independence Day? Yes! Yes! Uh, Do you really, really like Independence Day a lot? Well, I mean, it won all the awards for things, and it's a lot more memorable. Mm -hmm. This isn't bad. It's just the more memorable alien film of 1996. That's all. I think that's true for most people. I remember Mars Attacks more of it. Really? We're already going to get here? (laughs) I think that summer I watched both of those movies many, many times over and over again. So I, I... I don't want my babies to fight. I think they're both perfect. <laughs> There's not a single thing wrong no, with either Independence Day or Mars I can't Attacks. say anything against any operation that employs Brent Spiner. I'm like, <laughs> I guess you guys know what you're yeah. doing. <laughs> By the end of this, I'm going to Sophie's Choice you. No. Oh, no, no. Between those two. And Sophie's Choice. <laughs> Mary, fuck, kill. <laughs> Sophie's Choice. <No. laughs> uh, so I, I personally actually think Along the lines of like Big Fish or something, mm-hmm. Mars Attacks is super underrated because it's this rare break in, and I think it's the fault of that artistic director that he always works with, but it's a Tim Burton movie that doesn't look like a Tim Burton movie. Oh, yeah. Henry Selleck? Uh, I know who Henry Selleck is, and I don't think that's right. Colleen Atwood? Crack did an article about this. Mm-hmm. There's an art director that always works with Tim Burton in the same way where you think you assume Wes Anderson is personally choosing this look. Mm. He is in a way he's responsible yeah. for it, but it's because he always works with this person who has this look that he likes. Yeah. So Tim Burton, I just think it's important to note, is not personally like painting black and white long stripes on everything and being like, right. this Beetlejuice looks like this. Mm-hmm. But he has a buddy who whose art style is like that, who he always works with. And he notably didn't on Mars Attacks because 
it's based on it's an adaptation of and this is so long before we were adapting twitter feeds and shit Tops baseball cards, yeah. like baseball cards that yep. came with chewing gum. Kids were just like into these cards that were p- pictures of Martians looking scary and big headed, and they were like, "Oh, I can't get enough of these fucking yeah. cards." Yeah. <laughs> I just want to go. Company that made the garbage pail kids, which was like, yeah. "Hey, here's a picture of a kid puking. Forty five <laughs> cents, please." Yeah, they uh, they have some good because it was nineteen ninety. I did this research as well. Uh, nineteen sixty two. They had terrible titles. Mm-hmm. Like the titles were like. Death in the cockpit, or the burning of a dog, or burning cattle, or no, destroying burning flesh. a dog, destroying a That's dog. So good, it's a card of and a Martian <laughs> just lighting a dog on fire. Yeah, you can search this. Search 1962 tops Martians on Google, and you can see these. Like there was 55 of them, and 20 of them were taken off of the uh, like actual printers because mothers and fathers of children who like, are reading them horrifying. were like no can't yeah. expose them to this <laughs> and also the aliens look identical like it is yeah. literally the the same aliens from Mars. oh Paris. yeah it's it's definitely a direct adaptation of these stupid bubblegum playing cards mm-hmm. which is amazing because it's like riverdale or something where you're like that was weirdly dark and kind of good yeah for being based on jughead and shit um I do want to note, uh, on IMDb at least, and it says that the writer, William Goldman, who also wrote Princess Bride. No, 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 Maverick. Oh, no! I'm dispensing Maverick Maverick factoids. This is Jonathan Jem. Thank you, thank you. Jonathan Jem. And a ghost co-write from Burton, who I guess didn't want to be credited. But the point I'm driving at is Jonathan Jem's, I guess, didn't even know that there was an existing story, like that they released a pamphlet that says this is the Mars Attack story, Mm -hmm. until after the script was written. And I want to read the synopsis on the back of the Mars Attacks card. I'm Pl- saying yes. Abe is shaking his yeah. head. I'm like, I don't believe it. I don't believe it. <laughs> Planning him. to conquer the Earth, Mars sends flying saucers through space carrying deadly weapons. Burning cities, the Martians destroy much of Earth's population. The enemy then enlarges insects to over 500 times their normal size and releases them on the helpless planet. People hide, knowing that death is the consequence if they are discovered by the creatures. Despite its losses, Earth somehow launches a counterattack that shatters the Martians and destroys their home planet Mars. And it's oh, wow. crazy how close that is to the actual yeah. movie. What I love about this movie is how... <laughs> no insects, though. The yeah. aliens themselves are so into the idea of like unique deaths. Like They orchestrate all these random things, and they like yeah. take glee from it. Like My favorite one that's completely unnecessary is just to build up the time of like suspense when they uh, invade the retirement home and grandma's there and they like wheel in this massive death raid just for her. A team of three Martians are like, this is going to be fucking hysterical. Yeah. We never get to do it when they're sitting still. Oh boy. Yeah. And it's, it's just, I love how they also, at that point they've indiscriminately swept their zappers over like fields of people. Yeah. Yeah. And they're just trying to officially exterminate everyone, but they're like, Somehow, <laughs> let's get this comically right. sized mortar that we've only seen now. Uh, yeah, and I love how the, the even the guns are different. Like there's green guns, there's red guns, there's the little miniature zapper that yeah. uh, that the cricket Rod Steger. That's it. yeah. Rod Did you Steger. read the trivia that said? That they decided on red and green literally because an executive Christmas fucking yeah. hate executives uh-huh. who's like it's coming out near Christmas. Couldn't it be red and green skeletons? <laughs> Fucking so stupid. I have a shelf life of like nine weeks, so yeah. let me just put my stamp on something, please. Yeah. Yeah. 
I'm going to go walk in a room and tell him how it's the most Christmassy film of all time. <laughs> yeah. Um, you pointed out that it didn't uh, look like a Tim Burton movie, which I agree with and I think it's cool. It also doesn't sound like a Tim Burton movie to me. It's still Danny Elfman, and he's definitely doing his creepy Danny Elfman stuff. Mm-hmm. But because so much of this takes place in uh, Washington, D.C., and specifically right. in the White House and in Congress, he plays around with... Uh, patriotic music, which you don't really get to hear him flex on different stuff. He always yeah. does that kind of otherworldly Tim Burton thing. So when I'm hearing him he do still like... has for the alien scenes, yes. obviously. Yeah. When I hear him like trotting out some patriotic government stuff, I'm like, yeah, Danny Elfman, yeah. 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 You're, you're quite good. In a way, it, it does still feel kind of reminiscent of Men in Black. Yeah. Because Elfman did that score as well. Do you mean like, but like, Men like in Black future is future reminiscent? Well, I mean, it's sci-fi. <laughs> it's got the... Just Abe in the theater thinking... What is this movie going to make me think about? (laughs) Is that not how you movies? But yeah, like it's it's very restrained. Like you're saying, Dan. I want to. I love the score. I me too. The score is amazing. Uh, I want to Boingo. Listen to even (laughs) even though we have said that uh, Mm -hmm. it's the least Burton esque uh, or one of the least Burton esque looking films. Right. But it's not, he's still got to Yeah. He's still got to He's still like the way in which the, um, the, the tongue as Sarah, uh, what's her name? Sarah, Jessica Parker. Yes. Uh, says it's like coming out like a tongue. It like unfurls. Natalie. Yeah. Or Natalie. There's so many fucking characters. It's hard to, cause I'm like, Natalie Portman is not Natalie. Natalie is Sarah, Sarah Jessica is Parker. Natalie. Yeah, yeah. That definitely is a very Burton flair. The the tongue of the, the spaceship unfurling. unfurling is very very like, much like this is how I think weird things can move. Yeah, in a Tim way, Burton. I think that it is Tim Burton. It because is. That's probably how his dick it is. is. Yeah, it like unfurl. I guess the, the Beetlejuice arms are the same thing. The nightmare, uh, nightmare before that Christmas. We yeah. ramp that moves. That whatever the life. fuck. Yeah. That was a weird trivia thing. Researching this is apparently this is like a reunion for him and Danny Elfman because they had such disagreement on Nightmare Before Christmas that then they didn't work together on the movie in between those two. Oh really? And I can't believe that because fucking Nightmare Before Christmas is just like. One of the biggest feathers in both of their cats. Right, and it's great, and and like, I will go to my grave saying that is Elfman's fucking movie. That that is that is a yeah. Danny Elfman movie more yeah. than it is a Tim Burton movie. Also, Burton didn't direct that. He gets a lot of misattributed credit for that because That's it's true. Tim Burton's Nightmare Before Christmas. Yeah, yeah. But there was another writer, another director, and I just feel like you could see so much of Elfman's fingerprints. This is. We're all fans of Danny Elfman, very yeah, specifically. Yeah. I was <laughs> going to say, now go, you made me realize a real deep cut that I would like be remiss if I didn't mention is. So that was part of a three-picture deal. That was Henry Selleck, right? Henry yes. Selleck, yeah. yeah. He didn't work on this one because of James and the Giant Peach. Right, but he's a master of, exa- of uh, advanced stop motion. And he made a three-picture deal, and he did uh, two movies that the studio agreed to, and the deal was the third movie would be whatever the fuck he wanted. Mm-hmm. And the first two were James and the Giant Peach, The Nightmare Before Christmas. Can, does anyone know the third movie that Henry Selleck ruined his career for? Gosh. Monkey Bone! I was, oh, <laughs> Monkey Bone! I forgot about... <laughs> I always forget about Monkey Bone! A Brendan Fraser movie mm-hmm. I love based on the art of Mark Ryden, a fucking top-tier surrealist mm-hmm. painter. And now I feel like you want us to put some some <laughs> some air here so you can drop in your monkey bone sound effects <laughs> that I know you guys have. Yeah, no. <laughs> Let's go to the monkey bone soundboard. But so yeah, Henry Selleck definitely deserves <laughs> shout outs. Um, but this was Mars Attacks was not there was no stop motion right. Uh, Burn wanted stop motion originally and had to resort to CG ultimately. I think the but CG holds up. It holds up fairly. Well. I re- I really like the UFOs. 
Yeah. They're like this nice brushed steel look that feels very concrete. Yeah, real. like the chrome rotation. Yeah. 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 Like what is, again, same speech by uh, Sarah Jessica Parker says it's reflecting the Nevada sun like some kind of hubcap. Pahrump, Nevada. Yeah. What do you guys think of the writing in this film? I think that there's a, there's a lot of memorable moments, but like Danny DeVito's character could just not exist. Danny DeVito makes me laugh so fucking hard in this movie because I, as well as I remember this movie, I completely forgot about him. And he is, uh, this is going to sound insulting but it's not he is a a very big presence him as a person everybody knows who he is at this point and you're watching this insane movie with aliens and and jack nicholson's two people for no clear reason and tom jones just showed up and you're right and you're like that's probably the weirdest tom jones is in the movie now tom jones (laughs) is hanging out with Jim Brown, and he's just part of the movie. Yeah, he's exactly. the pilot. Okay, that's the craziest part. And then Danny DeVito's like, "Oh, Tom Jones is not unusual." Hey, like, and immediately gets killed. Immediately gets killed. There were several. What was the other arc that I was like, "Why this whole arc even exist at all?" There are people whose rise and fall is totally insulated within their own world, and yeah. you're like. Why were they in this? Uh, I forgot Jack Black, man. I did Jack not Black, remember yeah. he's in this. Yeah. As the lunkhead soldier who got up, he, his, ba- his big moment is when the Martians start attacking. He says, eat shit, you alien shitheads. And then he realizes he doesn't know how to use a gun and says, oh shit, I surrender and gets and melted. Yeah. Yeah. I, love how, I love how Lucas... Uh, Leaves. That's his name, right? Lucas. Yeah. Lucas. Uh, oh no, that's his real, real. That's his name. real name, Lucas Haas. Yeah. Uh, Richie Nor- uh, Norris is Richie. His. That's right. Richie. Richie, yeah. Richie who's like the, the guy who's young like male the international symbol of the donut. Yeah. Uh, I love how he just. <laughs> He just bails, like, I'm going to go get grandma. They're like, don't you, you're the the wrong son, dad. Yeah. Right. You know? And then he's just like, anyway, bye. That's, and then they immediately die. It's one of my favorite scenes. It's uh, stretched across two scenes. Them in that trailer talking to Richie. Mm-hmm. And then we cut to something else. And then we're back in the trailer. And Richie's like, I'm going to go get grandma. And they're like, fuck grandma. The entire time, <laughs> they're just loading the same two shots. Yeah, exactly. yeah, it's uh, Joe Don Baker and the woman who plays his wife just sitting there like, they're not going to get us. Load <laughs> cock shotgun. I swear. Hey, Richie, get back here. Cock shotgun. Meanwhile, <laughs> the Martians are watching their neighbors fuck in the adjoining trailer. Their neighbor, by the way, uh, for absolutely no reason, Christina Applegate. Oh, yeah. I forgot that. Just Okay, this is what started. Not even a cameo. No. One of the jokes that I'm like, this is too far now, was the Martians are watching Christina Applegate fuck a dude in a trailer, and they breathe hard, so their helmets fog up, and I'm like... Good alien joke. That's fine. Let's stop. Let's move on to the next scene. Then goddamn windshield wipers come out <laughs> to wipe I the love fog that shit. from their I love that shit because it means they're so prepared for any contingency. <laughs> that's what, yeah. So that's what I think the question the movie begs. And I think why... Well, first of all, I want to say I think it does feel this way like we're talking about the arcs. And it is true that they wrote like apparently... There were uh, Tim Burton wanted a total of sixty principal characters, and it was cut down to twenty three. So there's a and the obvious premise is just like let's have Mars attack and jump anywhere we want, like yeah. The Simpsons. Yeah, we can cut and they do this. It can cut to just one punchline that Richie says, and then cut across the world to continue with the mm-hmm. action or whatever. And uh, I think it is cool but it also makes it feel like none of this matters yeah. at all and it it did flop and i guess i can see why because the other big question it raises that if you take it as a satire 
you realize doesn't fucking matter, but it's never winked to or lampshaded. And if you're like trying to follow the story, it is frustrating. And I have to ask you guys, why do the Martians hate us? What are they doing? Unclear. What's their and fucking problem? I don't, I don't, I think they're just, yeah. just, uh, monsters. I think are they just want to like, dicks? just like, yes. wipe us. They're, they're assholes. They want to wipe us out. I have a fondness for this memory, but I, for this movie, but I definitely remember not loving it when I first saw it because I, it's 1996 and I'm 10 and satire wasn't like a thing that I was really capable of understanding. Right. And I'm watching it getting really mad when they just killed Jack Nicholson. They just killed the president. Right. Yeah. He gave a speech that's supposed to change their mind. What's <laughs> going on? The, yeah, why can't yeah. No get one along? is getting proven right. Everyone just has new ideas and then gets killed. They dropped a <laughs> chandelier on Glenn Close. Yeah. Why did she do this movie? Why? Why did the Martian cry then? Right. You know, because for me, like, I was like, get along. as a kid that age, with like uh, Back to the Future under my belt, I was like, how can Michael J. Fox be dead? Something right. will happen. He'll come back, right? Yeah. That way, like as the movie unfolds and you realize. They don't just sacrifice 70% of their all-star cast. They sacrifice them quickly. Yeah. Like Only seven of the 23 live. Tom Jones lives. Dude. Tom Jones lives. I don't think... Tom Jones not only lives... the animals. But he gains the ability to reach out and have a hawk land on his That's, that's the, the best moment. I'm going to say that a lot, probably. But yeah. that, the best moment of the film this when the, uh, the big three, Tom Jones... Sydney, the Egyptian casino worker. Yeah, yeah that's right. And, and uh, Jim Brown is still Annette alive. Benning, oh, Benning, no, but he's not with them. The big three leave there. She puts her hand out and a dove lands on it. Some uh, Tom Jones starts feeding reindeer. And, and the other woman walks out <laughs> holding a ferret. And it's such a small, like, yeah. we don't even focus on her. She's just, like, smiling and holding a ferret, which isn't even, like, a cute woodland animal thing. <laughs> but here's my other favorite thing, because we do get a, uh, uh, we do get a performance of It's Not Unusual, which is interrupted by mm-hmm. the, you know, earlier in the and film. Goes, and it's Jesus Christ! And it's, the, <laughs> it's at the end of the film. It's what plays over the, yeah. the initial song and credits. But my favorite is you don't see him. It's the best like moment in history to me, <laughs> which is that Tom Jones, after he's done all the things that you basically just set up, he just, he looks down at like one of the reindeer and he just goes, Whoa! <laughs> yeah. and then it cuts to black and then it's not unusual. Yeah. Like he's starting like a he's stage gonna, show. But they didn't show it. In the woods. He, he yeah, just, exactly. Whoa! So impressive. Um, there that. is a scene after that, though. Jim Brown being surprisingly oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. alive and getting home to his family, which is like the heart scene. Yeah. You're like, oh, good. <laughs> it's surprising to me that they got so many people, so many very famous people to commit to this really stupid idea for a movie. Like, like no one even got it in their contract. Everyone was in on the joke, and they played it so well. Even, like, Pierce Brosnan, who I think is yeah. underrated comedy icon, Pierce Brosnan. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, kind of John Hamish. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and no one, none of the deaths are heroic and noble. No, no, no. Not a single one of them is like, he died so others could live. They almost had that with Jim Brown, but they were like, "No, we don't want, we don't want there to be heroes in this story. Right? It's yeah. Just a bunch of people who, who who get killed by aliens, and it doesn't matter. And death is the reward. Nothing Life matters. is meaningless. Yeah. Which is, it made me compare it in my head to Arrival, which is not fitting, but it's like <laughs> because there's this uh, implication that the whole thing might have been because 
the translation device doesn't work or there's no yeah. ability to translate. Right. And like they obviously are scared of birds because they shoot it twice. Th- there's yeah. a detail so more than twice. I noticed actually, because whenever they see the presidential seal in the white house, cause it has a bird on it, they right. destroy it immediately. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> they hate birds. They hate flying things. I and guess. I don't know why, Yeah, but they're scared. So there's like this weird logic. I got to say my favorite, moment or the thing that made me laugh the most is in congress when he does because what i i think it's mimicking a scene where you're doing a speech and you throw away the speech because you want to speak from the heart (laughs) right because he pulls out you've seen earlier the most tim burton thing in the movie i think that they communicate at least in written form via ticker tapes that come out of robot mouths yeah (laughs) (laughs) and he pulls out a roll of that and like starts reading from it and then he throws it which i another tidbit I loved was in the script they didn't decide how the aliens would talk so they just wrote ack 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 like a bunch of fucking and then they stuck with it because that's what they do chocolate I never got tired of <laughs> the entire time they like every sound the Martians made and every yeah. time they moved it's just funny they did such a good job yeah. making yeah. like do you know who so you know who did the voice by the way no Brad Bird Frank Welker really that's weird holy shit yeah Anyway, he vaporizes Congress. Yeah. I enjoyed that very much. <laughs> yeah, he just and then he just pulls out the weapon and yeah. shoots everybody. Well, I, that's what I think is so not understandable about. And that's why as a kid, I actually, this movie was lumped together in my head with 2001. Because that was the other movie where my dad was like, this is an important movie. And I could tell that it was good. Arrival, Mars Attacks, 2001. No difference. But by the end as I left, I was just like, all that did was piss me off. Because I'm yeah. too young to understand what any of the implied answers are. And I don't like not understanding what the fuck is going on. I ended up liking it more as I got a little bit older and got a closer understanding to what satire meant and also started thinking I would maneuver myself vaguely in some kind of storytelling related business. Then it's like, you can just throw out the rules sometimes. Like, Jack Nicholson can die in the middle of this movie. I didn't know that. Twice. Yeah, (laughs) twice. And it's never... There's not even a wink where one of them is like, oh, no, my asshole brother, the president is on the phone. <laughs> no, they have it's two not different explained. last names. They're different guys. <laughs> president James Dale and Art Land. <laughs> two different guys. That was the arc that I realized is Art Land. His arc is, I don't care if Martians are coming. I ain't worried. I'm building this hotel. The Martians are here. I don't care. I'm building my hotel. The Martians killed me. <laughs> like, right. why is he He's, in the movie? It's, it's yet again, like, <laughs> this is an opportunity to show... Some kind of point. You're allowed to say, like, <laughs> yeah. this, this like, filthy schemer, he got it right. He's the one who's going to survive in the end. He's right. like, yeah, people are going to need hotels once the Martians mm-hmm. get here, and I'm going to pick them up with limos and champagne and on ice, <laughs> yeah. and, like, I'm going to be rewarded for this. No, you died with some yeah. uh, Sikhs, some yeah. random <laughs> investors that you got to Although, go to Vegas. man, I also really laughed when they're showing, oh, the Martians are starting to kill people. And it cuts to Jack Nicholson's art land looking at the monitor of the news and the Martians starting to kill people. And it's just a long zoom in on him. And then he goes, whoa. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it cuts to a different place hundreds of miles Five away. Minutes. Yeah. Uh, oh. by, by the way, I think I don't even know why. I think it's for the same reasons that you're elucidating it. Like. It's satire in some cases that is very like kind of salient, in other cases just random pulling of things. Yeah. Uh, I wonder if because they're very aware of because they land in Pahrump, Nevada, mm-hmm. which is uh, the home of uh, 
RIP radio talk show host Art Bell. Okay. So oh. I wonder if that name was Art Land, Art Bell. I mean, they're oh, not yeah, the same. Oh, yeah, probably. Because like, uh, he was well Especially known. Especially because I'm sure they're not beholden for... to the trading cards. Like, this is all right. from right. John Jam or whoever. I just mine. think it's, <laughs> it's just really weird, though. Like, it's talking about his paranoia of that kind of thing. And they choose kind of to put his name into it. And they also mention Perump. And it's a love letter to this genre of film, I think, in this era of film where the aliens were just inconceivable monsters. Did you guys, am I wrong? Do they fart out of glands on the sides of their heads? I don't know what what those those little glands do. Do you know what I'm referring to? Okay, there's one scene where it sounds like he's farting and the glands like shake. No, that's because when they get excited, (laughs) they fart out of the Because he's looking at a playboy. Suck my jack on. So he's like... (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's right. I wanted to talk... Oh, yeah, they're... they're, For some reason, they find human physiology interesting. Yeah. They're freaks? That's one of the... I like Pierce Brown. He looks so ugly. We must remember, my dear, humans look equally gross to him. <laughs> Pierce Brosnan with a pipe, entire movie. He trusts the aliens implicitly a thousand percent. Yeah. In Congress, he just runs up, why are you doing what? this? <laughs> this is illogical. Yeah. I did want to talk about, uh, there's like two main things that I wanted to uh-huh. bring to the discussion. And one of them was, are we saying anything with the alien strange relationship to sexuality? Because they do... The doctors do note that it's strange that they don't have any genitals of any kind. That's very confusing to them. Right. So we know these aren't like uh, rape monsters or anything like that. But they're so horny throughout the whole movie. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I don't know what we're supposed to do about that. They remind me of like if Minions were evil or the trolls from Ernest Scares Stupid. Right. They're, like, they're just like little assholes. <laughs> <laughs> God, I love the Martians. I really like... Yeah. I want to start collecting these cards now. <laughs> well, I, like there's a moment... like Yeah, because they're obviously interested in sexual... The sexuality... Well, the king the- is looking at a playboy and then looks at... Natalie, yeah, and, the is, and it's like, Ooh. I'm gonna do, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and um, but it is true that one of the cards, uh, it, it was one of the ones that like took down it's a called, choice like, prize. I don't know, I thought it was, it was like literally called like the rape of a young woman. Oh or boy, something. yeah, it's there's like one pretty, I saw called like the choice prize off her where they're pulling sexy women, yeah, up to the UFO. it's pretty, yeah. it's pretty no good, yeah, and um. I think that probably in their mind, like, so in 1962 brain, they probably were having sex with us or Mm -hmm. something, but because this is supposed to be like a PG-13 deal, they were just like, just let's answer that by just making them have no genitals. They're... Which they're better. just perverts. They're yeah. just mean perverts. Yeah, just, right. They get no joy out of it, but they're just like, we know this bothers you. Well, when they take, when they kill right. everyone, but then they very surgically, it seems like, take a severed hand, a dead bird, a chihuahua, one woman, and her purse. I would, I would like, I like to imagine that that was the whole mission. Like that's why they came to Earth. <laughs> they needed those like, six yes, objects. Yes. But and also when they, when they take. Uh, Natalie's head in a jar and take it over to 
her body with the chihuahua's head grasped the on show, top of the it. Shower. They look at her like, <laughs> yes. right? Do you like this? And I'm just constantly like, what is their deal? Uh, well, <laughs> like, do you see what we did? I think what the, do you think? I think is this the, better? I think <laughs> yeah. the best moment for understanding exactly why there's just absolute chaos because uh, when they find when they we get attacked after the dove incident, uh-huh. and we're like, let's send them back a thing and just say that we're sorry if we offended you or you know. Or, Jack Nicholson's speech, which is then printed on one of those, you know, ticker tape tape things. Yeah. yeah. And uh, and then he like reads the uh, one like of the right hand man like it. reads yeah. it. And then he's like, thanks for a bit. And you're like, oh, I wonder if this might actually go this way. And then he hands it to the ambassador. And the ambassador reads it and they both go. <laughs> yeah. And, <laughs> and then it's just like, OK, so clearly they just are in their mind. They're just saying like these fucking idiots. <laughs> that's what I love is that's their recurring tactic. Like as they're killing everyone running through the streets, they blast a thing that says, do not run. We I are your that. friends. We come in peace. Yeah. Like they think we're that dumb. Yeah. But that will just always Meanwhile, work. While we're shooting. I felt like it had to be some kind of like reverse Doctor Strange love homage mm-hmm. because they maneuver the president into this war room that looks very reminiscent of Strange Love. And then it's the exact opposite. We're like, no matter what, the president's like, we will not have a war. And you're like, this would be the time yeah. when you should launch the nukes, which of course right. it turns out don't matter because they can inhale nukes, I yeah. guess. And then make yeah. helium and, and do fun bits with them. <laughs> Fuck love the Martians. Uh, yeah, they the- also have like in preparation for, I guess, just this moment. Uh, the ambassador has a hand that turns into its own sentient like yeah. crawly bit that stabs you and then becomes the Martian, becomes flag. Martian flag. Martian flag, very reminiscent of Illuminati, the Illuminati yeah. pyramid. Yeah. <laughs> also true. I thought of that. I don't know what the I fuck. Was that, like, what is that? I mean, maybe they help build the pyramids, something like. But yeah, yeah I would have loved to have been a fly on the wall for the writers' Definitely room because it seems like I think Mars Attacks is a much better World War Z, mm-hmm. where you're like. This thing's happening. We could do anything we want. Just jump around. And I actually thought they found a lot of good, yeah. fun shit to do. Yeah. They kept it moving. They, they killed off superfluous characters whenever they wanted. Right. And they're like, look, they also have giant robots now. Are you, are you concerned with how they fit the giant robot in the saucer? Don't be. Look, look okay. at how big that robot I is. I made a note of that. How could that <laughs> robot fit in that goddamn saucer? <laughs> yeah. I also re- my other favorite moment is, the over-the-top hippie who, when the and aliens the say, we come in peace, the guy in the purple tunic oh, who yeah, goes, yeah. Oh. oh, man, they came in peace. And he releases the, the dove that they eventually I shoot. Want, <laughs> I want the cutting room floor scene where the aliens don't say they come in peace. He's like, oh, no, and snaps the bird's neck. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> drops yeah. it. I love the follow-up, though, of when we go to Congress and there's just... It's just a shot, like a dollying to the left shot of all the military. There's tanks, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and then it just says no applause, no birds. <laughs> yeah. Yes. The two sides. They, they keep thinking they can like crack what's bugging yeah. the aliens yeah, exactly. and work it out. And of course it culminates in Nicholson's why can't we all just get along speech. Yeah. I know that's a reference to something. What is it? Why can't we all just get along? Is that, is Isn't it a that... famous political speech or is it a song lyric? I don't want to get in trouble. Wasn't that Rodney King? I know why can't we be friends is what I can. I Let's think you're right. Up. I think it is Rodney King. Why can't we all just get along was a famous quote. And yeah. And he says 80s. it with the gravitas of like, yeah, it was a uh, Rodney King uh, during or after the beating by the. Los it's Angeles like his official Department. stance yeah, on it. Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. 
That's just what he uh, yelled at while being attacked. Yeah. And I think um, it's stuck in our three brains because it became such a pop cultural thing, separate from the horrible reality of it. Yeah. It just became like, oh, now they're saying it on In Living Color and SNL. Oh, exactly. Like, I just know I I've seen it, it quoted yeah. on other comedy things. Yeah. yeah, exactly. I love that Jack Nicholson speech. Just watching it again this morning, I'm just like, this is. You, you must have gotten that speech from Blue Apron, buddy, because you're making a meal yeah. out of it. You're, you're, <laughs> yeah. you're taking your time with that scene. Earth and Mars. Yeah, but Mars Together. is tiny. Yeah. Little Earth people. And Mars. <laughs> yeah. I, I, he kills that speech, and I actually think Nicholson as president is, he nailed It's yeah. like he puts in so much effort, and he does a great job as Art Land, mm-hmm. but he's in that caliber of like, I don't know, like a Buscemi where it's like, He's so recognizable. I yeah. still think, why'd you do this? Well, they're both Jack Nicholson. Like, he can't not be Jack Nicholson. It actually makes me a little bit uh, uh, remorseful for for his career. Like, I know it's a bummer that he's almost retired at this point, but rewatching Mars Attacks, I'm just like, Jack Nicholson would have done cool, dumb shit. Mm. He's down, and he's very good at it. Give him semi-rolls. He- don't, don't just, like, wait for The Departed. G- give him, he's a... I know he's Jack Nicholson. He, he's a character actor. Give him fun yeah. character actor. He could have had a great like Baldwin era yeah. where he like made fun of himself in shows. I would have liked that. He yeah. wasn't the first choice for the president. Right. Paul Newman. Yeah. And they lowballed him. Really? Oh, yeah. on the money? Yeah. Mm. So he said no. And that's uh, why it took so long and to then get after him they, in that sucker Newman like, Newman won't pay with or play without yeah, the pay. No. Uh, <laughs> and uh so once they finally let, I think there was other people involved too, but once he finally landed on Jack Nicholson, Tim Burton thought it would be funny that Art Lang or Art Land was Michael Keaton. Oh, that would have been Which so because been they worked together with Batman. Right. Uh yeah, who Batman reunion. Great. Yeah. Even though this is Kind of. So I think what ended up happening is he was just like, well, none of my great ideas are coming to fruition. <laughs> you know what, Jack? Just be Jack yeah. both times. Look, we really wanted uh, Paul Newman and Michael Keaton, but it's going to be you, Jack. Yeah. <laughs> just all here. you, baby. A double dose of Jack. And they, yeah, an executive said, is, okay, I know you're killing a lot of people. Just don't kill Jack Nicholson. He's so beloved. And he was like, I'm killing both Jack Nicholson's then <laughs> in that case. Mm-hmm. Uh, I want to shout out to a name that we haven't even talked about yet, which I'm surprised. Martin Short is so good in this. He's as, very good. As Sarah Huckabee <laughs> as Sanders. A, yeah. <laughs> as essentially salacious crumb. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. He's just this skeevy, you know, mm-hmm. he goes into the Kennedy room. Uh, That's actually my favorite sequence as a standalone sequence. The Martian spy who chews the nitrogen gum that mm-hmm. allows them to breathe. Yeah, that's a cool little... Them looking at each other through the fish is just a really beautiful, just well-lit scene to see. And also, yeah. especially knowing that she's very clearly an alien. And it's just like, think about it now in the lens of 2018 that like, yeah, men are pretty terrible. She's not saying a fucking word. And he's just like, do you want to follow yeah. me into the White House? Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Oh, you're sitting now. That means you want to. I'm going to yeah, put my yeah. hand in your mouth. Spoiler yeah. alert. Martin Short is the press secretary and he's got a thing for whores. Yeah. <laughs> and he picks up a Martian spy, assuming things he shouldn't assume because she yeah. never says a single word. Uh the and she what, bites who, off his finger, yeah, and then bludgeons him to death. I believe. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, the the woman who played the role, his name is Lisa Marie, who's Lisa Dave, Marie Smith, whose her uh, movement work is incredible she, in that sequence. Two things: one, she was dating Tim Burton, which uh-huh. I thought was interesting because she was like a scream uh, queen okay. at this time. 
which is kind of like, of course they would be interested in each other. <laughs> uh, the other thing is that she got like injuries from that costume. Oh, like she got scars. What and stuff. aspect of it? Uh, they, you notice how there's no buttons or zippers or anything. Right. She, I read they had to be. She had to be literally sewn had to be it. sewn into it, and, and it was so tight it injured her and ligaments well, or what? Uh, not the dress, the uh, the the hair, because there's two wigs. There was a wig to make it big, mm-hmm. and then the wig on top of to it to make it look hair. nice. Yeah, and it was very heavy, and it like would like stab her in the top of the head Ooh, and stuff like that her and there's and an shit. interview with her and she talks about it and it's kind of crazy because she was just like she was like yeah it was absolute torture it was absolute hell but once mm-hmm. i saw it i was like well that's worth it yeah and at, at least like, I get to, oh man it's the at best least sequence? i get to go home every night and have weird sex with tim burton yeah, <laughs> <laughs> <unfurling> I, <do. laughs> I mean but as far as real material you can't top it she's amazing and it, it, it made that me think of like that little she has when they turn her when the, everyone's looking away you're and imitating she like, yes. it's like oh my god it's creepy just it's like so Ray smuckles in Aquid. yeah <laughs> when when the eyes that's are not great. on her she always walks weirdly elegantly which itself is like hypnotic it's yeah. mesmerizing but then when everyone turns she keeps walking perfectly smoothly but she hunches yeah. forward all creepy just walks like one of the Martians because <laughs> she's a Martian <laughs> so funny it's uh, so funny and, and and again just as much as i say like oh it's terrible that that martin short put her finger in her mouth put his finger in her mouth like, because just, she sat down let's on just a bed get that gum out of your mouth honey yeah. i'm also like re-watching that scene just like she is incredibly captivating yeah like, i would be fooled with her not saying anything i would let her into the white house if you had she was like looking at me chewing gum hotly she's this woman with giant she's eyes and a beehive haircut she is attractive as hell uh <laughs> the other thing and i had to search for this because i was like i i actually as soon as i was like because it's been a while since i've seen it I was like, oh, yeah, I forgot about this character. She's so off-putting. It's amazing. And I had to search for it, and it's true. Does not blink once in the entirety of the film. Great. Oh, any time. Right. Yeah. Never once in her is shots. there a blink. Yeah. Yeah. Big shout-out to Lisa Marie Smith. Well you done. did such a great job, and then I'm not sure you ever worked again, and that's a crime. <laughs> I think she did. She must have. I was okay. dinking around her. IMDb page <laughs> taking around her house getting uh, asked to leave but that was a few days ago I can't but it was a pretty nice house so it <laughs> yeah. must been working no she I think she's still working doing Ma- stuff Martin Short Good. also this is just going back to everyone being so on the same page with what movie they were making it seems hard to me to get Martin Short to not be Martin Short like right. he's somebody like yeah. you 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 pay for the Martin Short thing he's going to he's going to do that he's like one of the uh, hilarious but Really bizarre standouts in Arrested Development as like everyone oh, is doing this show me. and then Martin Short is doing a Martin Short character right. within Arrested oh Development God. and it's fine because I love Bullet. it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, dragon, uh, dragon, um, throw me, dragon! Uh, Should you really be sitting on the edge of the balcony like this? Dragon's got me. Dragon's <laughs> not there. What am I? Oh, God! But yeah, but it's more attached. Just something like, the body does when you, you shake it. You, <laughs> 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 when he throws up on himself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, but they they reined him in for Mars Attacks. Tim Burton was just like, "You're not a big broad character. You're gonna have a silly scene where you get to pretend to be sexy through yeah. a fishbowl, and mm-hmm. you can." You can chew that a little bit, but we want you to be believable as a competent press secretary for a while. Right. And he did that. It was like, man, you got everyone knew what fucking movie they were making when yeah. they made this movie. And yeah, how, everyone's how very loyal to the role. vision. Yeah. And it's such a weird vision that it's yeah. surprising they could all get on the same page. I just realized after Nicholson's Can We Get Along speech, 
the Martian leader cries a single tear. Yeah. Yeah. What are the implications of that? Does that mean they can't understand English without translation? And they understand and they understand that he's making like a beautiful speech so that yes. so that it's appropriate to cry a single tear before killing him and that that will be a sick fake out like right. are they are these martians like i a think frat? they do understand i think it's our <laughs> assumption that we have to translate it back to them because like remember when pierce brosnan opens up their brains he goes very curious you know like <laughs> their, their brain big is brains full of gack. <laughs> typically imply like there's some kind of telepathy or sense you know organ kind of thing yeah never followed they never, up on but they never say, talk about it but well, it's the, a very well trodden like, like classic the logic trope. is sound at one point one of the scientists says big brain he must be smart <laughs> <laughs> that's not that's that's uh, oh no that's natalie for that, yeah no no that's richie that's richie that's right richie, yeah. richie? I want to talk oh, okay. about him in a in a second, but I want to talk about the telepathy thing yeah. first too, because I, I it's my I've decided now that they know English, they know everything, they're very bright, okay. and like if you watch it with that lens, the first time they land on Earth and there's that doofy stock photo of a German scientist building their translation device out of fucking light bulbs in a silver <laughs> yeah. box, and uh, there's like looks exchanged between the Martians that make me think they're thinking like. Holy shit, these guys are so much farther behind than we thought. Yeah. Oh my God. They're translating with that stupid fucking box. Look at their yeah. guns. This is insane. This is, insane. <laughs> this is gonna be so fun. Yeah. We're gonna have such a good time. Exactly. But that's I love that repeatedly multiple people make a point. There really is scientific consensus for the most part, which is that if you look at the trends, okay, entropy is the enemy of all sentient life of a mm-hmm. higher order. Everything is trying to fight against the laws of nature and the like how hard the universe can be on life forms. So if you can get to the point where you like can travel interstellarly and people say this repeatedly in the film, they're like, it's almost a certainty. It just is logical. They will have a highly evolved civilization and society and be peaceful because peace, we've seen this, rewards you more than war. And then they're just dicks for no reason. (laughs) They're just gremlins monsters. They're also not... Yeah, they are gremlins. They're also... They're not even interstellar. That's the crazy thing. Oh, that's right. They literally come from the canyons of Mars. Like, they're (laughs) as close as it gets to not being the moon. I like... So maybe the idea is they realized we were this close, and they're just on the cusp of flying saucer technology, and their first action as... People who can fly is to kill us because yeah. they're just like, well, what else do we do? I think it's it's a whole lot of don't think about it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, the thing that made this another thing that made it feel like not a Tim Burton movie to me is the Richie character because mm-hmm. I'm always looking for well, who's Tim Burton in this? Who's his weirdo outcast? Because all of his movies are about weirdo outcasts and and loners and Richie mostly fits that bill he, he's just because his like, parents are obviously like very transparently disappointed him joe don baker yeah mm-hmm. like, wait who's joe, that joe don baker is the, is the dad yeah, who was yeah. in this and the movie mitchell which okay. is probably the best mystery science theater and he literally says shit like you're a son that i don't care for that much <laughs> no he says uh jack black Glenn, whatever his name is, Glenn Lee was a hell of a boy. Guess Lily we can't Glenn. get lucky twice. Yeah, staring at Richie, <laughs> the wrong son dad. Yeah, um, the wrong son dad. But they like that. swapped out Burton's normal gothic outsider for just like a donut shop operator outsider, just like a, like a a sweet boy in a movie. He's Cody Johnston, age sixteen, living in uh, fucking Harum? Ohio. In my <laughs> yeah. in my mind, yeah, yeah. Um, he's just defined by 
his sweetness and his love of his grandma. That's sort of his thing. I'm surprised that we didn't spend more time with him. I feel like if we did, or the Natalie Portman character, then that would be like, oh, this is a Tim Burton movie. But he didn't do that maybe because he wanted so many protagonists that there just yeah. wasn't enough time to develop. But Richie is just like, yeah. I love my grandma and I'm sweet to her. And that's all you are going to get about me and it's enough. And then at the end... I'm going to do the speech where I say we should maybe consider living in teepees because they're better for that was also really a lot funny. of reasons that I won't go into. <laughs> that was really funny. Yeah. When he gets the Congressional Medal of Honor. Yeah, let me. I wrote it down so in case people are not watching. Uh, Richie and his grandma get the Congressional Medal of Honor after they, I can't believe we haven't mentioned this, save the world by realizing that a Slim Whip, Slim Pickens music, yeah. uh, or is it Slim Whitman? Slim Whitman. Slim Pickens is the TV cowboy. Yeah, right. Slim Pickens. Slim Pickens Slim Whitman mu- yodel country music makes their brains explode. Not explained. We didn't talk about it because it's the worst part of the movie. And I know that you like. It's kind of a war of the world. You needed to homage. give the aliens a cold, obviously. Yeah, exactly. But, um, but he gets the Medal of Honor from Natalie Portman, who I agree. It feels weird that we don't have time more time with Natalie Portman. But I think it's because she's Natalie Portman, who she wasn't at the time. So like if. If she was just the president's deadpan daughter, I might not have missed her so much. Well, she's it's the audience. Was this and she's the says, audience? Yeah. yeah. Was this after the professional? Yeah. Oh, I guess so. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I mean, because she's way yeah. young in that. Uh, he says, "Thank you for the Congressional Medal of Honor. I couldn't have done it without my grandma. I'm just so happy. And also, I was thinking maybe instead of houses, we could live in teepees, because it's better in a lot of ways." <laughs> That's all I have to say. <laughs> a lot of ways. It's a, a great, great line. Yeah. No, it's great. It's also what you definitely should say when you receive the Congressional Medal of Honor. But I swear, the moment where the grandma in her a state of delirium says, Richie was always the best one, yeah. like did touch me. It's true that there's like these weird moments. The film's not perfect. There are things that are like, go for, they touched me and then there's no follow up. Like Art Land's wife, it's Annette Benning, yeah. who is like this rich crystals lady who believes the aliens will lead us to a higher level of being, which, spoiler alert, is what the thing at the end of 2001 means. <laughs> and uh, in case there's frustrated 10 year olds listening to this. <laughs> uh, and then she just survives. But like I thought her theme would be developed in a way where there was a, c- a <clears throat> comment on the theme. She, I like her because she, beco- she goes from, she's like a character who changes. And I, I like when that happens. She goes from, we got the aliens are going to lead us to glory. And then she sees them and is one of the only people on the planet who is like, oh, the aliens are bad now. Like, the rest of the staff of the government, except for Rod Steger, are like, mm-hmm. maybe it's a translation error. error. Maybe we got a, a different issue. We got to keep going. And she's like, nope, we got to get the fuck out of here. We're going to go to Tahoe. There's yeah. caves in Tahoe. Nobody knows about Tahoe. We're going yeah. to Tahoe. She also says, humans probably deserve to die. Yeah. Which is a heavy statement for this stupid Mars movie. <laughs> right. And I love how Artland of that looks at, because she just takes a bottle of Southern Comfort. He's like, put every bottle of alcohol known, known to, man. to man in these limousines. Oh, I love how when they're giving out the Congressional Medal of Honor because everything's ruined. The a mariachi band is playing the national anthem. Yeah. That's the only act we could get. Exactly. <laughs> They're the only people Everyone available. else is dead. Yeah. Also, I guess... They wiped out Congress and Coachella. Is this how this works? Like, if, God forbid, oh, it would just shatter me, if Donald Trump were assassinated and his wife uh, died when the bullet glanced off his skull, would his daughter become the acting president? I tried to think about that. (laughs) Well, all of Congress died. Right. Well, all of Congress died. And so the order of succession that I, like, this is like the amount of 
numbers in pi that I can reach, and then I, I don't know it. It's president, it's vice president, it's speaker, speaker of, the of the house, and I'm done. Yeah, uh, there. You know more. I'm sure. Nope, that's it. Oh, I'm sure okay. There's, that's as far as I know. There's more contingencies. I can't imagine that it runs through children. I don't think that's a formal thing. Because that's our whole thing yeah. that we don't believe in is that. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it's got to be the un, the designated survivor, but I, right. you can assume that that person died. Jack as well. Bauer would have taken that. Jack Bauer out, no problem. Yeah. <laughs> um, that's another uh, sign of the 90s and sign of male writers that uh, Richie is a nice boy who has no character but save the day. And so he gets the sex prize of Natalie Portman. He gets the, the, the reward at the end I with her that. saying, do you have a girlfriend? And he's like, um, no, I'm weird and I work in a donut shop. So, and <laughs> she's like, I want to fuck you anyway. I'm the president's yeah. daughter. Congratulations. America's proud of you. <laughs> <laughs> we don't have a lot of protocol for what's about to go down. <laughs> uh, I don't know if I have anything else. I'm trying. Oh, there's a fact. I did have something, but that disturbs me. me. Uh, some, one of the sets of prototype Martian eyes was later recycled by Jeff Dunham and are now the eyes of Ahmed the Dead Terrorist. I don't care for that factoid at all. <laughs> okay, yeah. I would rather have not known that. You can tell if you look at I know, Ahmed now the I terrorist. can. Yeah. Um, this is just like a superficial blindness that I have, or mm-hmm. blind spot that I have that, that tickles me, that the screenwriter Jonathan Gems is a British playwright. And the things that tickle me in this superficial way is that, like, British, you're supposed to be fancy. Playwright, you're supposed to be fancy. Yeah. You can't make Mars Attack. And, and he wrote, like, dumb. this yeah. and did some punch-up work on Batman and uh, wrote Beetlejuice Goes to Hawaii. <laughs> which that <laughs> exists? What? Yeah. Is that animated? What? It's not out. It's, it's unproducible. Like, no, no one will make oh, it. Oh, it's like a spec script that did not take off. I have just such an idea of British playwright in my head oh my that God. Like, in for my next work. Yeah, uh, Mars. Yeah, <laughs> that's yeah. the worst British accent I've that's ever the heard. Worst. Hey, give me some of that boy, honey. A Beetlejuice, man. Aloha, hi. Like, what a fucking weird Beetlejuice goes to Hawaii. That's amazing. <laughs> Who's that? The Harlem Globetrotters. Nice to meet you. I'm into surfing now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, oh, I wanted to shout out the part of the ensemble we didn't mention, Cedric and Neville, who. I just like the turning it on its head of they help save the day because they yeah. play so many violent video games. But they blow off school to play violent video games. And the movie says it's good they did that. Yeah. <laughs> I also I really like the line, what are you guys doing? Get that president out of here. Not the president. I get that president out of here. Gonna, yeah, because I watched the subtitles and said, What are you guys yapping about? President? Also, he says, what are you guys yapping about? Get that president out of here. (laughs) That president is such a perfect... That was a a fun, like, unexplored, but still very loaded side plot. Everything surrounding Byron and uh, Pam Greer's character, whatever her name was, and those kids. You know that he's a former heavyweight champion, and now he's working in Vegas, and Art is like, I need you to punch some guys, and I'll give you $2,000 to send him a message. Like, I don't do that anymore. I'm trying to get back to his wife, get back with my wife. I like their relationship a whole lot. They're clearly separated, but they're still like... It's the richest arc. Yeah. I actually wanted to see a whole movie. Like, I could watch their story as a movie. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Jim Brown punching his way from Nevada to Washington. <laughs> yeah. Right, because how did he survive? Like, the last we saw him, he was sprawled out unconscious, yeah. surrounded by 30 aliens with guns. 
and they're all dicks. Yeah. So like, how did he survive? I, uh, the last shot of his arc actually has something that I, I had to go back and watch a few times because I was like unsure if I saw it. Like it was like this Michael Haneke kind of like cachet Because it's a big wide it's shot about, of uh, his apartment complex. The front wall has fallen down yeah, so you can see all the And he steps on rooms. brains. Yeah. And then he like walks <laughs> towards them. Uh, but towards then his it's, family. Towards his family. And then it's a shot on his back. I don't know why Tim Burton did this, but if you look to the bottom left uh, and when you rewatch the film, there's just a it looks like a 40 or 50 year old man who's just sitting on the curb and just crying. Jesus. I know. It's like, why? What? <laughs> this is like, a, a, this is a happy moment. B, that's not this film. But like, yeah. obviously his whole family was killed by yeah, Martians or something. Or something. Yeah, yeah, just yeah. like just Tim like, Burton just like sitting pulling, here weeping. just pulling shit from the air, just going <laughs> yeah. like, throw that in there. And there's a chihuahua. By the way, his dog. Both Tim of Burton? the dogs in really? the... Really? Because that's a hateful it's, dog. I don't Lisa believe Marie that Tim Burton Smith's dog should have a chihuahua. And the, yeah. the dog, the first dog yeah. uh, that's killed uh, by Elisa Marie. Smith. Oh, the one who barks yeah. at the TV because it knows the Martians are evil? Yes. yes. Foreshadowing. That's yeah. Tim Burton's dog. There's no, well, I could buy that. Don't I don't know why that, I know yeah. that. There's no clearer uh, expression of we're throwing out the rules with this movie than killing dogs. Killing multiple dogs is right. very yeah, much That's like, how I took it too. Okay, then no one, like Jack Nicholson can die too. No one is safe. Right. Especially because there's like a, 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 the first scene where they kill a dog, Martian pulls a gun, there's two human targets in the dog and it kills the dog yeah. first. And you're like, okay, anything can die at any <laughs> All time. All right, where's Danny DeVito? Yeah. I yeah. know he's lingering somewhere. That's the other, you're like, why were you in this? I love that you're in this movie, but Influences you did no nothing art. and affected no one. Not <laughs> unusual. Hey, hey, I get an autograph. <laughs> Whoa, Martians. I remember I remember when they got like the Zap. team assembled and I was What's like, I was me? like, oh wait, why is, why is he here? And then I thought like, because then they started mentioning can you fly a plane and i was like that's why danny devito's here is he's nope. the only nope, nope it's tom jones and who didn't need a further reason to be in the movie because he just has cameo just, power yeah. yeah but they're like he's also the pilot and danny devito <laughs> decides to abandon tom jones his pilot and uh to go back to the world hotel. heavyweight champion and <laughs> annette benning who seems to like him he's like yeah. you guys are going the wrong way i'm going back to the hotel <laughs> Yeah. By the way, a, a quick side note: that like, I'm a lawyer. Oh, he was a lawyer. It's he's not. A lawyer. He's not being Danny DeVito. Now no, I no, know. No, yeah. I <laughs> some make people extensive are just notes when I'm watching of things that like I'm like maybe that'll be important. And I love this movie because I first typed like, damn, this moves so fast I can barely take notes. And then I also typed at one point like. Danny DeVito's a lawyer, probably important. And then like seconds later, like Danny DeVito dead. It doesn't Not matter important. that he's a lawyer. Also, <laughs> one of the only people that uh, who has the st- of the star power crew uh, in this movie who didn't get a name. He's he's credited as rude gambler. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Nice. Not like even that. impulsive lawyer. Yeah, oh. not even lawyer. <laughs> She's like, am I the only one shooting craps here? <laughs> All right. Well, we're rounding out an hour. Sounds good. Okay to call it. Yeah, that's fine. Safe is to there... say we all fucking love Mars Attacks, I yeah, think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I... Would you put it, where would you rank it in Tim Burton's whole filmography? Um, that's tough because I I think over the last few years I've just stopped liking Tim Burton. Um, so it's all trash. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> no, Nightmare Enders. 
Nightmare Endures. I haven't seen the original Batman, Batman, actually. You haven't seen the original Batman? Yeah. Batman is very good. Both Batmans are fantastic. Yeah. Batman Returns. Oh, I've seen Batman Returns many times, but for some reason, never the first one. Michelle Pfeiffer doesn't get enough credit for Batman Returns. Yeah. Oh, she's fantastic. Yeah. We could cover that. DeVito does. Um, He gets the right amount of credit for Batman Returns. (laughs) I know comic fans were pissed because he's so different than the Penguin, but I'm like, I don't know, man. That's a. as a kid, he haunted my nightmares. Yeah. That was an effective role. Yeah. Uh, Until his weapon turns out to be literal penguins with bombs on them. Little wind-up penguins. I was like, that's not that scary. I like Big Fish a lot. I like Big Fish, too. It's it's another one that feels a little bit weird for Tim Burton, I think, because it's more whimsical than, than, than dark and, mm-hmm. like... Pretty aggressively optimistic, yeah. which yeah. is not normally his and style. And Albert Finney's so great. And Albert Finney is so great. Everyone's so. Is great. he also big eyes? Big fish, big eyes. I don't think so. I th- oh, I thought I he, thought he did big. I, I didn't did see big eyes. Guys. Oh, I saw. I didn't it, see and it. it was I, I not transcendent, it but certainly solid, and a very interesting mm-hmm. true story that's worth learning about. I thought his Sweeney Todd was trash. He's Sweeney doing Todd the Dumbo movie. Balls. Oh no! Yeah, oh, he's boy. he's. I mean. Recently, he's just kind of had senioritis yeah. and yeah. With Johnny Depp as well. They're just like, sure. I don't know, let's stress you up again in a weird way. I know what it was that really turned turned me off him, and I th- think we saw it together, Michael. It was Alice in Wonderland, where I was like, God. this guy is running on yep. fucking fumes, and I'm, yeah. I'm sick of all this garbage now. Yeah, Alice in Wonderland is like, hot topic thrown up in your face for two yeah. hours. Yeah. It's just no good. Yeah, I mean... Um, but I do want to. I want to shout out the very first thing he and Henry Selick ever made together, which is like a fifteen-minute short that's super fucking good and weird, called Frankenweenie. No, that was just Tim Burton alone. Grand Although Vincent Tim Burton Vincent. alone with Vincent Price doing the voice, that's yeah. a great short. People can look up on YouTube. But a short I highly recommend people look up on YouTube is Slow Bob in the Lower Dimensions. Have you seen that? No, no. It's Tim Burton and Henry Selick's thing they did in college, just as buddies, and it's really cool <laughs> okay mainly for i think i'm a bigger fan of henry Selleck actually that sounds and, like yeah, yeah. <laughs> he worked on life aquatic as well he did yeah he did all the undersea monsters yeah. didn't realize until just this second tim burton producer cabin boy cabin boy okay <laughs> i'll need some time to process that <laughs> I mean, he just I threw feel. money at it i assume <laughs> uh so i'd say probably three or four that's yeah. that's probably where I put it in the yeah. top five of Burton. I yeah, give it think. nine frames out of a possible <laughs> oh, unknown number. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Is that something we do on this? Podcast? Nope. Okay, so good. long. I was nervous. I was like, I didn't get to the end of the Magnolia episode. Yeah. Am I? What is the scale? Yeah. Oh wait, <laughs> I guess twenty four. Plug Daniel. Plug. Oh, say your Twitter handle at the very least. Uh, Twitter at dob underscore inc. That's dob yeah. like my initials and incorporated like what companies do. Um, donate to Children of the Night. It's a great charity. Good for you. Nice. Also, just because there's or pe- the Patreon Small Beans. I'm so, I'm no no I'm, no. I'm here to keep the lights on for you guys too. That I'm sorry. is not what I was going for. <laughs> I was saying, uh, you know, because this whole crack thing happened and there's diffuse clouds of people who still somehow don't know where everyone is. Yeah. Um, I just want to mention that you're guesting frequently on Daily Zeitgeist. Mm-hmm. What other podcasts have you been on for I'm people be who on, miss your voice? Uh, the Bechtel cast in May, talking about awesome. Moulin Rouge, and we had so much fun doing it. I can't wait for that, for that episode to come out. Cool. And. Uh, you know, I just I just do like most podcasts. So he'll be on your <laughs> podcast if you can ask yeah. him. Start a podcast, he'll knock on your door yeah. immediately. Like the It Follows monster All of right. podcasting. We'll be back. Jack. <laughs> <laughs>
This has been a Small Beans endeavor. We're a bunch of pals who make podcasts, sketches, music, web series, and movies. The Beans always have new ideas percolating, so make sure to check us out at patreon.com slash smallbeans. That's p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com forward slash smallbeans, where you can browse all of our current and past content, see what we've got planned in the future, and learn how your support can help the Small Beans grow into huge, giant monster beans. If you enjoyed this content module, please like, rate, subscribe, or tell a friend about us. We love you!